Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A dot com. See you there. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Your Life, The Mixtape. My guest this week is an award-winning composer. They are a piano bar entertainer. They are someone who I feel like everybody needs to keep an eye on because they are going to be just tremendously and outrageously famous and successful in the very near future. Um, So they are my pick for the person on the road to stardom uh, very soon. Please welcome to the show, my friend, G. Hello. How are Hi, you? my goodness. This must be what Lady Gaga felt like in A Star Is Born for <laughs> Back in the Habit. I'm just, wow, my goodness. Thank you. You're my Bradley Cooper. You believe oh, in me. <laughs> so you, you are a composer. You are a musician. So obviously fan of music. It's true. I am. I, I do like music. <laughs> From an early age, I, I enjoy music. Yes. So what is your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now is uh, my favorite Christmas song, uh, which is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, as sung by Judy Garland from the uh, musical film uh, Meet Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, So that right now is my favorite, my favorite song at this time. I went ahead and decided to do the present, you know the only acceptable version of that song it's true that really is the only acceptable version of the song unless unless somebody pays me to do it at the piano bar then that is the other acceptable version but otherwise there are no other acceptable versions at all this is true and it's also Mm -hmm. like just absolute like it's it's a beautiful song and it's just absolutely heartbreaking even though like it's not meant to be Right. Like growing up, for sure, I was like, I, I always, I've always loved the song, but I, I didn't really pay much, I guess, attention to like really listening to the lyrics <laughs> until <laughs> later on. And then it's like, oh, this shit's depressing. <laughs> Judy Carlin's like, everything's terrible, children, <laughs> but it's OK. We'll have a Merry Christmas, maybe. That's right. Uh, what is the first song that you remember hearing? The first song that I remember hearing uh, is uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Ooh, um, good song. When I was, a, yeah, when I was a kid, um, like my earliest memories uh, of like really remembering hearing music would be like going with my dad places. Generally, it would be going to like the dump 
You know, I'm from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we take our garbage to the dump and it's disgusting, but mm, such is life living in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, you know, he would always have oldies playing in the in the truck. And um, my favorite were the Beach Boys growing up. I absolutely loved the Beach Boys. And I, I, I feel like I could be making false memories. I have no idea. But um, as far as I really remember, that's like the first song that I, I really remember hearing and just loving and also wanting to go to Kokomo. <laughs> just wanting to get drunk as a three-year-old. It, it inspired a, an entire generation to go to the Bahamas and you know, take, it, take, it, take it real slow. Take it real slow, real slow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What is, what is the song that makes you cry the most? Do you like a good cry? Uh, you know, I I do like a good cry. I will say that uh, these days it does take a lot for for something to create that sort of emotion in me. Um, I I think the past couple years has made me a little bit dead inside. <laughs> um, so m- more recently, I have not had a song in particular that has made me cry. But the last song that did make me cry was uh, Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga, um, because I was in my mid-20s and had just uh, had a, a three-month whirlwind relationship. And I was a very silly twenty. Uh, 20- four-year-old and uh i was thinking my life was over and then you know the born this way album came out and edge of glory happened and i listened to it and i was like oh my gosh this is everything oh my god i'm so sad and she understands me i cried for a legitimately like 45 minutes after i heard that song which is very sad to think about <laughs> now but <laughs> but that's the last song that really gave me a a good cry i would say what is a song that is terrible, but you love it? Like, what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your guilty pleasure song? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Paris Hilton had a, had a brief uh, music career. And uh, she had a single called Jealousy. And uh, um, for I anyone remember who doesn't it. know it, I'm so glad that you remember <laughs> it. Um, for anyone who does not know of this song, I cannot recommend enough looking it up because it really is like, it's terrible, but at the same time, it's sort of a bop. <laughs> like, and Paris Hilton is awful uh, singing it, but there's just something about the song that is that is wonderfully terrible. And she's got this monologue that she does in the middle of it that's just perfection it's just it's like the music version of when she was in that horror film uh, house of wax you know it's it's <laughs> that's what it is it's the music equivalent of that i so. i am unashamed to admit that i had the entire album oh i had the, the stars are blind album yep sure did my goodness I love that. I love that for you. I did not have the whole album, but maybe <laughs> now I should do it. I should do more Paris Hilton and Piano Bar, to be honest. Nobody's requested it, um, but sometimes I like to make the people there suffer. So, I mean, you know, we'll do a roaring chorus of jealousy, jealousy, <laughs> jealousy. Oh, God, I hope Paris Hilton doesn't sue you for me doing that. Sorry. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. Oh, okay, great. What is the best song to sing in the shower? Now, for me, um, I'm a classically trained singer. I was trained in opera. So I really enjoy singing uh, opera in the shower uh, because I think it's the closest I would ever get to performing opera 
anywhere. <laughs> um, so uh, one of my favorite arias to do, well, it's not really an aria, but one of my favorite pieces to do is a, is a piece by Donizetti called Me Voglio Fana Casa. And um, it's, uh, it's a fun little ditty, and it's really fun to sing in the shower because it goes high, and you got all those great shower acoustics, and you can just live your best life. Pretending like you're in, I don't know, Carnegie Hall or wherever opera singers, I guess the Met, maybe. That, <laughs> that might be a, a better place to use an example. But I love singing opera in the shower. It's the only place that I get to do it anymore. Nobody really requests opera in the piano bar. I don't understand. I don't understand why. Next, next time you do a, a, an online fundraiser, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on and request it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am so ready. What is the song that best summarizes what love is? This was such a hard question and one that involved much prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ultimately, I decided to uh, sort of think about where I am in my life right now to answer this. And um, I decided that for me right now, it's I Want Love by Elton John. Um, I I think it, it, it encapsulate, encapsulates such a uh, a, a great um, feeling about really knowing who you are as a person and knowing uh, that um, I guess you're kind of you know messed up and you you want to find love but you want to find it on your terms where you are right now and uh, and that's sort of how I how how I came to the to the answer to this question. So I would say I Want Love by Elton John. I don't know that it's one of his more um, well-known tunes. Um, it was in the Rocketman film. If, if you've seen the Rocketman film, they did it sort of as the whole family singing different lines from it when he was a child. Um, and he does do it in his concert these days. It's a beautiful song. And um, uh, it's also a great sort of like, uh, to me, it sounds like a, 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 a almost an anthem for a gay person who is not able to live that truth yet and wanting, wanting, wanting to, but just not being able to. I am not in that position at this point in my life, um, at one point, obviously, perhaps, but um, still just that feeling of like, um, you know, I want love on my own terms and the lyric of um, uh, I want love that won't break me up, won't tear me down. I want love that don't mean a thing. It's the love I want. I want love. It's just this, it's, I, I love that song. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay. I couldn't find any love songs that had any uh, lyrics about finding a man with a credit score of 850 or above. Uh, so that would have been my answer if one existed. Alas. I mean, I imagine Paris Hilton is working on that. Oh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Credit score, credit score, credit <laughs> score. Um, on the flip side to that question, uh, what is the best song about a breakup? Hit 'em Up Style by Blue Cantrell. Fucking correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the only answer. The only answer. I just, and I also want so much to do that song as like a monologue at an audition. <laughs> I just think that would be really fun to do. That would be fantastic. That one, and the song Smell My Dick, I, I, Smell Your Dick, I think would be a great song to do as a monologue as well. That would be fun. That could also be a good breakup song. Yes. I, um, I had a friend when I lived in Atlanta, uh, when I did drag millions of years ago, um, and one of his drag numbers was uh, Smell Your Dick, but dressed as Miss Piggy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. I think that the Muppets should do that that song. I think the Muppets should do that song. That sounds wonderful. I had a friend who did it. She um she created a character. Her name was Bladonia String, and she did it um at a <laughs> at a rock bar here in New York City, and it was a big hit. It went over really well. It was a it was a really fun time. So. <laughs> What is a song that you once loved, but listening to it now, you realize that it's just, it's trash? Yeah. Um, I went with, uh, a, so there's a band called Reggie and the Full Effect um, that was uh, a little bit more popular, I guess, in the early 2000s. And uh, from their album, Under the Tray, there's a song in it called um, F-O-O-D, Food. And uh, I went, uh, in the early 2000s, I thought that that song was so funny and just like great and sort of a weird kooky little song that i loved but like now listen i mean i still like the song but it's it's not a great (laughs) it's not a great (laughs) tune (laughs) um though they do have a fun rhyme in there i guess where they say f-o-o-d food food g-o-o-d good good i'm like okay all right good for you you did that okay what is the greatest song from a film soundtrack um Another uh, that required much prayer. Um, I, I, I think I would have to say that it would probably be uh, I Will Always Love You. And uh, not only the Bodyguard version, but also the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas version. Uh, if you have not seen the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and seen Dolly Parton's performance of that song in that film, I would highly recommend it because it's very sad. It's very sad. And she wrote it for that film, um, for that musical. So that's what I went with. However, I will say that I did have a close second, which was Kiss from a Rose from the film Batman Forever. Yes. Yes. A a song about cocaine, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Those are are two very, very good answers. And um, continuing the trend, everyone who has appeared on this show, their answer to that question is a song from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you I mean, come on. It Whitney Houston just the end. <laughs> That's <You're> it. Right. <laughs> what television show has the best theme song? Um, so I have to ask a question before answering this because mm-hmm. I have two different answers depending on what the answer to this is. When we say song, are we strictly speaking about music with lyrics? A song that is sung? Or can just a music count? Yeah. Then I'm going to have to say the theme to the uh, original Unsolved Mysteries television series. All right. And I would encourage anyone who has not listened to that in some time to get your best speakers and look it up on YouTube and play it. It is such a bop. You simply must do it. Just trust me on this. I know you're saying, gee, <laughs> gee, you, you're, you're silly. This is silliness. But no, believe me. Believe me. If that came on in the club, like in the middle of a set, people would lose their minds because you can really, you can really get down to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for years. What is the song that you just absolutely have to dance to whenever it comes on? Other than the theme song to Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> I, I, I guess I would say um, Teeth by Lady Gaga. Uh, that's uh, 
it's just such a down and dirty song and it's got this groove that just goes it's another one that is one that like i don't know that a lot of people are are necessarily familiar with you know people are familiar with most of her hits but that was not like a single it was not a big a big hit but it's it's a really good tune and it's just got this really great sort of driving just beat and then the trumpets come in and it's just you can't help but just my second choice was um safety dance uh by men without hats that was a that was a close contender close contender those are and i do know the choreography to that one uh oh yes it's true i know most people right now are probably shocked that there is choreography (laughs) to that to that song but there is there is but no i went i went with teeth also because lady gaga is she's she's my diva so that's those are those are both actually really solid answers. Um, Teeth is one of my favorite Lady Gaga songs. Isn't um, it great? It's just it's, it's just... for me. There's something about it, and it may be like the bass line and the horns that reminds me of like that late '90s like kind of pop thing that was happening there for a yeah. while. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's that for me. Yes. Oh, the second those horns come in, that's when I'm I I, I go into I I I black out. I black out. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm not responsible for what for what happens on the dance floor. I cannot dance, by the way. I <laughs> so it's, it's it's it will be an embarrassing uh, situation, but um, just oh, it's so good. I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm just like, yeah. When you said it, I started hearing it in my head, and I was like, oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Mm. What is the song that means the most to you? Not because of maybe the song itself, but uh, because of the memories you have attached to it. For me, that would be, uh, it would be Sit Down, You're Rockin' the Boat from the 1990, uh, I think it's 1992 or 1993 Broadway revival of Guys and Dolls starring Faith Prince and Nathan Lane. Um, And... uh, the reason being is that that is sort of the song that really got me into wanting to do musical theater. Um, I had done one musical before uh, when I was like 15 years old. I did a community theater production of Oliver. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew that I wanted to keep doing musicals. And my sophomore year in high school, they did Guys and Dolls. And I was I was listening to the soundtrack and heard that song. And I was like, I want to play that role. That is the role that I want to play. And um, <clears throat> it was sort of this uh, big deal because it, where I'm from, high school is 10 through 12. It's not 9 through 12 like in other places. Um, so I was like in 10th grade and wanted to play, uh, you know, a supporting character role for anyone who doesn't know the role of Nicely Nicey Johnson, who sings the 11 o'clock number uh, in the show. And I really, 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 really wanted it and was sort of discouraged from trying to go for it because it was like, oh, that's going to go to a senior, like, you know, focus on like maybe trying to get into the ensemble. Um, But like I did my audition and I rocked the boat and I got the role and (laughs) it all started from there. I had the ire of the seniors. (laughs) They were not very happy about it. Um, But who gives a shit? Now I'm an award-winning composer, and what are they doing? <laughs> and half of them are in prison. Oh well, <laughs> that's 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 a that's a fantastic song, and you know, Guys and Dolls is is a fun, and I feel like kind of underrated show. 
I love the show. I love the show. Probably part of it's because it's one. It was a. Uh, I mean, Oliver, like I said, was the first musical that I did. But I was no. I was Noah Claypool. I was not a singing role. I was just a big old bully. Um, <laughs> but but it, so so Guys and Dolls in High School was my first like experience doing a, a singing role in a musical, and it was just it was great. I was hooked like from that moment. It was great. If and if you have not watched. Uh, if you're into musicals and you haven't seen the revival uh, starring Titus Burgess, um, I would highly recommend uh, looking that up, the Tony Awards performance, because it's very good. And also is like uh, for anybody who's an aspiring musical theater artist um, to see uh, the professionalism that happens because his microphone went out. So they had to do this whole thing where he had to get a handheld mic and it was just like the smoothest thing that happened. It was almost like it was supposed to happen the way that it did. So it's a really cool thing to watch. And, and um, I would encourage anybody to do it also just because uh, Titus is fucking incredible. So <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And I remember that moment from the Tony Awards. Um, Gun to your head. What is a song you could sing every word to and not mess up? Now, there are so many because it's I work in a piano bar, so I I have a lot of them. Um, I decided to just say Walk It in Memphis because it's a piano bar standard and I can sing that song in my sleep. There are so many songs that I could do in my sleep, but that is definitely one. For sure. However, I I would also say that if somebody was holding a gun to my head and said, sing a song, sing every lyric to a song, I consider the Broadway musical Les Miserables to be one song. So <laughs> you would be correct. Just... <laughs> you would be absolutely correct. So I would probably choose. I think I might I might choose that just to, because I know the person holding the gun would get tired of it in about three and a half minutes and uh, I would be free to go. It would be my, my lifesaver from the very beginning. The second I, Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> it'd be like, okay, this isn't worth it. <laughs> this is not worth whatever money you have. So goodbye. What is the song that reminds you of home? Uh, Interstate love song by the stone temple pilots. Oh, fantastic song. Yeah. Um, just uh, one of my, I I'll, almost always when I'm you know going on the subway or going places and I have my headphones in uh my uh, the playlist that is playing on my Spotify is a 90s alternative playlist. I'm from the Seattle area. Um I'm not from Seattle proper like I always say I am from the middle of absolutely nowhere. I grew up in the middle of the woods. We had bears. Um <laughs> but uh my oldest brother um he uh uh you know had all albums you know he had stone temple pilots and the offspring and pearl jam and nirvana and just on green day on and on and on and on um uh, live which is also one of my uh favorite bands as well anyway interstate love song interstate love song interstate love song that's it from the opening little guitar riff that's that's solid i like that so what is look me in the eyes the sexiest song now look away <clears throat> the sexiest song uh i would say uh is i'll make love to you by boys to men excellent choice um i just uh i think it's wonderful it's also a great uh song to use for 
for any musical theater artists out there, again, it's a great song to use as an audition for the musical Altar Boys and make it about Jesus. And I promise that you will get a role in the musical Altar Boys if you do that. That's, that's some solid advice from somebody, yeah. somebody who knows. Just do it. Jesus, relax. Let's go slow. <laughs> I'm going to take my clothes off too. Like it's, it's, you'll at least get a call back. Right, right. You know, when you do it like that, it becomes a very Catholic song. Uh, yeah, very, <laughs> yes, very, very. <laughs> what song do you most relate to? Um, I relate to a song by Sarah Borales. It's called Sweet as Whole. Um, uh, another tune I, I highly recommend uh, uh, listening to. It's of co- obviously, if it's not obvious, it is a play on words. Sweet as whole, also sweet asshole. And uh, it's just uh, a little bit of the chorus is that guy's an asshole. <laughs> and it just kind of <laughs> like goes on about that. And she sings about how she seems like she's perfectly sweet and and uh, just full of love, and and uh, uh, but then people get on her nerves, and and it's sort of like you know walking in New York City on the sidewalk behind people who are not from here, and it's like, well, I need to get somewhere, and I'm also gay, and I walk fast, and um, you're you're very slow, and there are four of you taking up the entire <laughs> sidewalk right now, and I'm about to lose my mind. Um, so that's it's sort of that kind of a feeling with that song. Uh, so I, I, I would say that that's a song that I, that I relate to very, very, very much. And it's also so sweet coming from Sarah Bareilles' perfect contralto voice. So highly recommend listening to it. She does have a fantastic voice. She really does. It's kind of unreal. Sometimes when I'm like, uh, when, when, when you see the music that she has, like you see the sheet music and you see the notes that she's singing, it's just kind of like she's really good <laughs> she's really talented yeah. so what is the song that defined your generation so i for myself and this is obviously speaking only for myself i i think for me it's flagpole sitta uh by harvey danger because i think it Hell sort yeah. of was the song that that was the last song of that of the era of sort of that that feel of of alternative um, rock kind of sound uh, to me. Um, so that's sort of what I decided on. And it's funny because it's one of those songs too, where like, it's sort of like, um, uh, you know, the Beastie Boys had that, you've got the right to, to party. They wrote it as a joke, right? They wrote it as a, as a send up of these rock anthems or whatever. And, Flagpole Sitta is the same exact thing. They wrote it as a joke. It was not supposed to be taken like seriously, um, but it ended up being this huge, massive hit. And I sort of feel like, to me, it's sort of like a, a song that is that that is the end of an era. It was, um, and I can't think of the name of the film. Uh, it was, it was the the song was used in all the trailers for. Um, it was a Katie Holmes film. Um, shit what is the name of that uh it's something minds um she it was it was the first time like she was still on dawson's creek and she played kind of not a good girl um Hmm. 
to the cloud. <laughs> don't worry. I have, I have this device. Um, I don't know if other people have, have something like this, but it's this device that lets you sort of look up the information to anything in the entire world. And it fits in your pocket. Um, uh, we're going to find out right now. Do you have a sense of when it came out? Like probably like what, early 2000s, late 90s? Yeah. It is um, not Muppets from Space. No, it is not Muppets from Space. <laughs> is um, it Disturbing Behavior? Yes. Yes. That is that is the film. Um, it's it's an absolutely horrible film. Um, <laughs> but... I can't wait to watch it tonight. <laughs> Flag Pulsetta was uh, one of the songs on the soundtrack. Um, I had the soundtrack. Uh, and it remains one of my uh, favorite songs to this day. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. Really I, for is. me, it's an unskippable song. There are some songs when I'm on my 90s playlist, I'll kind of skip through it or whatever. But that one, when it comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go through this right now. What song is objectively the greatest ever written? Okay. So it's subjective for me. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I, I, and I'm cheating because I do have two answers. And, okay, that's And fine. it's just because it, it was too hard of a decision. Um, one of them is, of course, the, um, the 90s Pokemon theme song. Okay. Um, and that one, I think, is objectively probably perhaps the best song ever written. Um, it's just full of, of um, you know, uh, just... Just, I want to be the very best, you know. The best. It's just, there's, oh, it's so good. I used to know it in Japanese, but no more. Um, uh, but then the other one that I decided on is one of my absolute favorite Carly Simon songs. Um, it's called Coming Around Again. And um, it's, it's just such a beautiful piece of music. And lyrically, it's, it's so bittersweet. And it's... it's um, I want to say sad, but I don't know that it really is sad. It's just, I don't know. There's just something about that song that gets me every time I hear it. And uh, I have a coworker at the piano bar that I work at who sings it. Uh, Her name is Maria Gentili. And um, she, it's just, it's the most favorite thing that she does when we work together. I'm always, I'm always asking her, will you please sing this? Please sing this for me because it's just so freaking good when she does it. It's good when Carly Simon does it too, of course, but (laughs) it's just such a good song. So that's, that's what I, I feel. Okay. What song is the one that you've listened to the most? Um, I think of all time, it probably is, um, what a wonderful world by Sam Cooke. Um, which is the uh, don't know much about history, don't know much biology. Because, uh, again, as a kid, I was obsessed with Sam Cooke. And whenever we would take road trips, I would insist on putting that Sam Cooke tape in. And for, any, for, for the kids who are listening, a tape is um, it, it's something that we used to uh, have uh, music or other, other uh, recordings on. It was this little... Um, well, a little piece of film, almost like a, a VHS for the kids uh, who don't know what a, a VHS is. A VHS is sort of like a, a big cassette for the kids. Um, no, so it. Uh, but um, I, I outplayed that cassette tape in the car. 
uh, to the point where I'm I'm also sure that my, everyone in the car, you know, I have three other siblings and my parents were probably sick and t- well, my dad probably was not sick and tired of it. He's the one who introduced me to Sam Cooke. My dad introduced me to most of the music that I listened to growing up as a kid. So everything musical I owe to my dad. Um, but Sam Cooke was just like, I, I, I love Sam Cooke obsessed um so that's probably like the song that i have listened to the most of all time but i will say of recent a song that i i did not i did not know until recently and shame on me for not knowing it is uh, a, a um a song called loco and acapulco uh by the four tops do you know this song i have heard this song yes I I was I had no idea it existed and it popped up on my 80s playlist song and I was like I didn't even know that they were really <laughs> still doing music in the 80s but they were and that song is such a bop. I love that song. I can just listen to it over and over and over again. It's so much fun. What is the worst song that you've ever heard? You're beautiful by James Blunt. That's fair. That's you know what? That's fair. I, I, I hate that song. I hate <laughs> it so much. I don't know what it is about it. I just I don't know. First of all, I feel like it's creepy. I feel like he's being a creeper in that in that song. Like I'm just like I'm I'm at Old Navy. I'm shopping for dresses in the plus size section because that's where I get mine. And there's a man just like watching me and just like yeah, I'm beautiful. And I'm just uh, leave me alone. That. Is I don't know. I just can't with that song. So sorry to any James Blunt fans. And James Blunt, if you're listening, nothing to do with you as a person. I just, that song doesn't do it for me. I'm he's, sorry. He's had other better songs. Yeah, I think so. So I'm, I, I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. But if your credit score is above 850, <laughs> you can reach me at 347. I believe it is because he owns he owns like a bar in um, Ibiza or something. So. Oh, perfect. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, what is your theme song? I think my theme song is uh, it's a musical song uh, from the Broadway musical Chicago. And I believe it would be When You're Good to Mama. I think oh, that fantastic. is my theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes. always a fun one to do in the piano bar, too. Always a good time. I love to disappoint people by doing the whole opening and making them think that somebody's going to come in, like some <laughs> famous person has just walked in the door and I'm bringing them in, and then it's just me. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, and little known fact, um, in the early 2000s, um, before she was in uh, the Chicago film, uh, Queen Latifah put out an album of standards. Yes, that yes, was did. just fucking fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, qu- qu- Chicago, the film is what made me realize that I that I am not gay <laughs> because of <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> like honestly, um, she changed the game for me, um, and she is everything she's she's so good at every everything that she does it's sort of ridiculous i know it can never be between the two of us but one One can dream one can dream (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true so queen latifah if you're listening i love you what is the song that you will always put on a playlist 
I will always put Dance in the Dark by Lady Gaga on a playlist. Um, that's one of my very, very favorite Lady Gaga songs in the entire whole world. It's just so good. And I love, I think the thing that I love about it is, I love songs that are in minor keys, first of all, to begin with. Um, my favorite composer is Danny Elfman. So that, if it, if you know who he is, that might yes. give you a sense of my musical aesthetic. Um, for anyone listening who is not familiar with Danny Elfman, he wrote the theme to the 1980 Tim Burton Batman film, as well as music for such hits as Edward Scissorhands, Sleepy Hollow, Men in Black, uh, Goodwill Hunting, Black Beauty, Summer's Bee, Dolores Claiborne, To Die For, Mission Impossible. I could go on, but I won't. Um, so, uh, but there's, uh, uh, Dance in the Dark is just such a, it's, it's, the, 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 the music so supports what, what she's singing about. And it's just such a great synth, synth, heavy, dark piece. That's just also really like sweaty, sexy (laughs) kind of a song. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a great song. So that always goes on a playlist for me. So, you've died. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you at the gates of heaven, and they're making... That's a surprise. <laughs> they're, they're making the mixtape of your life. Mm-hmm. What is the song that opens that mixtape? <clears throat> well, uh, since we were just talking about Danny Elfman, I would have to go, uh, gendered language aside, I would I would have to say it's a Dead Man's Party by the Mystical Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Oh, yeah. Which was uh, Danny Elfman's band, if, if anybody doesn't know. He was in a band way back in the day. And uh, Dead Man's Party is a, another bop. It's another bop. I think that that would be the one that would have to start it. Because if I'm at the pearly gates of heaven when I die, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> wow. I'm so, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, thank you so much. This is a surprise. I was not expecting this. Um, but Queen Latifah be, pulled some strings and got you in. The Queen Latifah pulled some strings. It's true because she is a literal goddess. Um, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a party up there. It's going to be a dead man's party. So, well, a dead party for everyone, men, women, everybody inside and outside of the gender binary. It's for everyone up there. The dead people's party. The dead people's party, except except for uh, J.K. Rowling. You're not invited. Yeah, no, fuck her. Well, she won't make it to heaven. She's going to hell. No, no, no. I don't even think that the devil's going to want her. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Like we're going to send. I don't know where you send where where we're going to send her somewhere. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. We'll send her to Wisconsin. Yes. Exactly. So that is the end of the episode, my friend. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug that maybe the listeners should be watching out for um, where they can follow you on social media, maybe? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at I am G Enrique. That is G E. Enrique. <laughs> I have a song for it if you need a that's G with an E, not just a G, and then you spell Enrique. And if you don't know how to spell Enrique, I cannot help you. I'm so sorry. Um uh so you can follow me on Instagram if you are so inclined. You can uh see what I'm up to um on my website, uh gienrique.com. And uh I will say uh my writing partner and I have just finished writing our latest uh musical short. And um, I, 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 will, I will say this. I will say 2022 is going to be the year of the tardigrade. 
So watch out for that. That's what I'll say. And also watch out for uh, if you want to follow. Well, you can follow me on uh, Twitter if you um, hate yourself. And (laughs) um, I do often do. uh, uh, I hope it's okay to plug to plug this, but I do piano bar fundraisers uh, throughout the year um uh for uh various uh uh candidates uh for political office so um my next piano bar fundraiser the plan is to do it on new year's eve uh if i don't get sick again uh but we're knocking on wood that's not going to happen and it'll be for uh sherry beasley and uh tim ryan so um but those take place throughout the year for different candidates um just to try to raise some moolah and it's always a really fun time and the way that it works is you uh I have a act blue page for whoever it's for and you make a donation in any amount and that gets you a song request easy breezy it it is in fact a good time I can I can attest to that um thank you uh for for being here uh this this evening uh we're recording this um, and also, it's we're recording this uh, just before Christmas. So happy holidays to you. Um, Thank you. Happy holidays to you and happy holidays to everybody out there. And a happy new year. Yes. And that's it for this week's episode of Your Life, the Mixtape. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow the show wherever get wherever you get your podcast, so you don't miss an episode. Uh, if you enjoy this show, leave us a five star review on your favorite app, so more people can hear the show and we can keep making episodes. If you didn't enjoy the show, ignore everything that I've just said and have a lovely day. <laughs>